0: Welcome to Unstuck AF, a podcast here to help you do you better. There's a path that starts where you are, passes through who you are, and leads where you want to go. We're here to hear from people who've walked that path or who are walking it right now. This is Orlando Bishop, Coach Orlando, and I thank you for listening as we learn how to get unstuck, how to be unstuck, how to live unstuck, unstuck as fuck. Welcome. And this week, our guest is someone who has meant so much to me for years and has meant so much to Align for over a decade now, I think. And uh, I'm so excited to have Monique Thomas here with us. We Align member and coachy, and all the things and... Once upon a time when we were back in Brooklyn at a place called Poly Prep. She 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 was one of my guardian angels. So it's been uh it's been a pleasure to reconnect with her in this new way, uh and in this new time. So Monique, say hi to the folks.
1: Hello to the folks. <laughs> hey Orlando. <laughs> How's it
0: going? I know I'm always like, yeah, Hey yeah. Mo, hey Mo people yeah, like <laughs> that's true. <laughs> uh, so no really really excited to have you on as a guest and I don't know that there are very many people who've one been involved in one way or another with the line longer than you have and two who've used it um as powerfully as you have in a, in a number of uh situations and we'll we'll get to all that. but I did want to start with uh the 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 basic question that we always start with and for you it's a very specific version which is how and or when did you know that the align methodology was going to be a big deal in your life
2: okay (laughs) so how and when Mm -hmm. did i know that i know well (laughs) I'll say this that the way that I knew that a line would work is because you were the facilitator of this, that you bring all of who you are mm. to something that is going to benefit people. So I trust, and I trusted that I could be assured that that what you had for me was aligned for my good, right. Mm. And um, the second part of that, I guess, is when I was willing to just kind of deny all of the things that were placed on me as like what I should have, what I could have, and accept um, that there was a way forward Mm. with being authentic. and. figuring out what was going to be necessary for success and what they had to define it. So, Mm -hmm. um, that's, that's, I don't think it gives a certain date, but it definitely is from the beginning of speaking Mm -hmm. with you that Mm -hmm. you and your method bring an assurance that Mm -hmm. can be trusted, that you could work and get work done.
0: Appreciate it. So that'll be a little bit of awkwardness because I don't be like, oh, tell me something else great about working with a lab. But <laughs> so I want so so thank you and and I do appreciate that. I, I I'd love for you to share where you were when we reconnected because we've even talked about maybe putting together a talk at some point together or something like that. But if you could um, give folks a sense and we'll, you know, talk about some other things from from your life and so on. But yeah, just a sense of when we connected where you were.
2: Okay. So when we reconnected, I would say, let me, let's say this. That mm-hmm. before we physically were able to connect by phone, that mm-hmm. I remember when I was working, um, but not really working. When I was studying at Yale, I remembered that that's where you went undergrad, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, well, we missed each other."
1: Mm-hmm. But
2: look, we're walking in some of the same places. I wonder, mm-hmm. you know, if they know flat bushes in the building. You know what <laughs> I mean? And I had always hoped to find out how you were doing. That a big Mm -hmm. part of how we connected as young people, whether we were traveling the bus or just as the few African-Americans, there were people who were older that looked up and said, hey, how are you doing? And then would say, how are you really doing? Mm
1: -hmm. And
2: um, in that same regard, I was always, if I was reaching up, I know to reach down or if I was reaching across to somebody to bring me forward, that I'm using the other hand to come along. So mm. when I had gotten very sick um, and gone through lots of medical issues, just lots of uncertainty with my health, um, God blessed me with connecting with you on Facebook. Mm. And I didn't want to talk at first mm. because everybody that I had tried to reach out to me before, they wanted to speak to the Monique that they thought I should have been that mm. where they saw me going with all of the things that were going on. And yet the people who were around for all of the debilitating things didn't get to see like where I was broken into like really pieces of, mm. of the body not working.
1: Mm-hmm. So
2: but um. Yeah, you you were good with that. You was like, I just want to talk to you, and that was um, encouraging.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, it it was a powerful experience. I remember at the time. Because I did get the sense, you know, we talk about unstuck, right? I mean, it's the name of the podcast. It's the name of the stage show, basically, you know, variations on this unstuck. And I definitely got the sense that you felt stuck and that you, I don't know if a word is carrying, but it seemed that you were dealing with the distance between your level of intelligence and education and experience and capability and your life circumstance at the time. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and that's right. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like that, that is it really in mm-hmm. this kind of very simple way and um, direct way of saying it. But when I was going through it,
1: mm-hmm.
2: it was the. Heart valve that wasn't working. It was a collapsed lung. It was uh, 27 different medications that I was taking. It was Mm. all of the institutions of higher learning that got to take credit for having us folk graduate Mm. from them, but then not being available to us when, or I say me, Mm
1: -hmm. when
2: I was not what, I was not performing at where they thought. Mm -hmm. I should be. And then the people that I thought were friends were actually just associates, even family members, right? That Mm -hmm. there were lots of people who just expected me to perform and utilize the skills that came out of that work for them and their purpose. Mm -hmm. When truly you helped me to see that I had to have courage to be able to say, Where did these gifts come from? Who am I here to serve? And what will is it that I want to align myself to? And it didn't come out this simply. It wasn't this easy of a conversation, right? Right. Like it was, oh my God, I'm in a shower and I can't tell the difference between when I'm crying or if it's the water on my face. Mm. But you were like, you made it to the shower.
1: Yay!
2: (laughs) (laughs) And what an improvement, right? For someone who I didn't even want to drink anything because I didn't want to have to get out of bed to Mm. go to the bathroom. Mm. And I admit that today because I know that there are people who are sick that understand the pain that it takes to lift up a body Mm -hmm. and to engage your core or to want to.
1: Mm -hmm. And the
2: body's not willing. Mm-hmm. Um. So then, that just like uh, out, this is where I'm stuck in the bed. I. I and
1: that I'm, was just am physical sorry. Part right.
2: Yeah. No, and that was just a physical part.
0: Right. 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 Well, I want to ask about that, and I want to come back to why you said okay. that. So, one of the things I've been amazed by, and now that I've been paying more attention, and I've you know, learning from you and learning from some other friends, the number specifically. Black women, the number of Black women who I know who are dealing with, if not debilitating, seriously limiting medical issues. And it seems there is this theme of inadequate support even sometimes inadequate, like the actual health care itself. Um, and it feels like somehow you weren't you weren't being engaged in a way that was allowing you to look toward health so i guess i'm i'm curious what was your experience during that time what was your relationship with your you know with your doctors with the situation that we then ended up working on
2: okay okay <laughs> 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 i feel um exposed but hurt. Right. Like mm-hmm. I feel hot in my face because I don't parts of me don't want to tap back into some of that because it is hurtful. Mm-hmm. Like traumatically hurtful. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So I would say that when um my husband had really good health insurance when we first started out. So mm-hmm. every specialist was willing to see me. They were happy to see me. This was before employees had to pay these high deductibles right Mm -hmm. but they wanted people who had this type of insurance but as we as things kept happening like i was falling i was losing my balance Mm -hmm. i was having issues with my vision we didn't know what was going on but it it took like certain doctors at presbyterian hospital or the bigger ones like not not the local doctors that I would get to first, that mm-hmm. they would just be like, oh, well, maybe you need to get some rest, or try, and, try to change a diet, and you know, take some vitamins, that mm-hmm. oh, you're just under a lot of stress, you do a lot of reading, and it was the doctors of another young lady, it was the father of mm-hmm. a, a young lady who had gone to Williams, her dad was the head of neurology at Columbia Presbyterian, and he was like, he walked me through like Mm. he actually had to stand in place and come down from wherever his office was Mm. to when I was having my MRI to make sure that they did an MRA to make sure that they did an MRV to speak with the optometrist to speak with the endocrinologist that he took it upon himself because I guess
1: Mm.
2: he valued who I was to William. Right. Like Mm -hmm. every time he introduced me, he would say, Oh, she's so smart, or Oh, she's going to do something great for the world. That you know how hard it is to get into this school, and oh, Mm she's friends with my daughter. Mm -hmm. But we knew each other and we had some classes together. But like today, I don't know where she is. Right. right? Like I don't know where her dad is, but he put me into contact with the other doctors because the first set of doctors I went to were like, oh, um, let's look at your blood work, and they were like, your triglycerides are high, very high. You're gonna, you're gonna die from alcoholism. I was like, I don't drink.
1: You could to die from alcoholism. A- That's yeah. interesting.
2: <laughs> yeah, you're gonna get pancreatitis. I was like, what? Right. I was like, I was like, I don't, I don't engage. What are you talking about? There wasn't an. They just said he. In fact, he said your people get pancreatitis like this from um, alcoholism all the time. And I was like, you didn't ask me about any of my social habits or any of those things. And I was like, at least acknowledge that I'm able to enunciate. So perhaps I'm able to engage in a level Mm. of conversation Mm -hmm. that would allow me to evaluate more than one set of circumstances. But you assume this. Mm -hmm. And he still was just like, nothing until the other doctor Mm. told him that there was some value in me. I was like, he didn't see me. Like, mm. I didn't show up enough to be, to be, you know, to handle this from earlier before we had all of the other problems. Right. So.
1: And
0: that's so powerful, that piece, because one of the things as we've been talking about grief and, and and I do thank you for sharing. I know that it was a difficult time and I know it's a difficult memory. But I also think you have such a powerful story to share with people that I'd I, I'd like for you to share you know, and and so thank you for opening up that way. And I I I, I hear in your story the opposite of what we all really want, right? What we, we want to be heard, we wanna be seen, and essentially this person, you know, this doctor engaged with you. Didn't hear or see you and didn't seem particularly interested in hearing or seeing you, it sounds like, because even after you said, whoa, that can't be the answer. I don't even drink. There still was an inability to, like, move on to another theory or what have you. I guess. What would you advise if you have any advice for someone who is. Dealing with maybe symptoms or whatever it is, and isn't feeling heard, seen. Um, we're going to the kinds of schools you and I went to, uh, we've gotten a glimpse of what it's like to have that kind of a friend, of a friend. Um, mm-hmm. interestingly, you know, Daphne, who you know has been on, uh, on to talk about her breast cancer diagnosis and that process, and. As it turned out, the person who gave us the test result was a father of a friend from college. And, you know, and 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 there is a certain level of when that person calls and says, I want to make an appointment for so-and-so, that the, the appointment happens um but for maybe those who have don't have that particular relationship or don't have it in the right place at the right time any advice on making sure they're heard making sure they're seen um making sure they're cared for
2: well i'm so thankful that you asked the question that i don't know that i'm equipped to mm-hmm say somebody else, but I would say this that nowadays it's different than the late 80s, early nineties. There are more people who are aware of our stories, right? More people who know that we kind of overlooked or um not in my case, I wasn't even taught how to ask the right questions, right? Mm. Like let's just take an explanation that I was emancipated very early. As a, mm-hmm. as a teenager mm-hmm. so even in terms of what food to eat like I knew had instructions for how to feed my fish mm-hmm. and my birds mm-hmm. right but I didn't know how to feed my body if there was someone that I could have went to that didn't just say oh she's sick or she's you know well she used to run track so mm-hmm. she'll have the athletic stuff back together that if somebody would just said hey you know, there's been a ten pound difference in the course of the year. Let's mm. look at some of your habits. Let's look at mm. what you're eating, right? Let's get you to an endocrinologist. That if we would have done that at eight, ten pounds mm. instead of waiting until I was falling down, losing my balance, losing some of my vision, not really knowing mm. all of what was going on, and that would have helped. So what mm. I would hope for that there would be more people who at least advertise that they are aware that mm-hmm. this is something that's going on. Much like how they understand that there may be some men that don't want to go to the doctor. So when they do come, they know mm-hmm. that, hey, that, you know, somebody had to make this appointment. They had to get them dressed, get them to the car, like get mm-hmm. them to agree to put on shoes to come out and then <laughs> drive all the way here instead of turning right, right. around and sit around all these folks. That What do they do for us? So I want them, I would want people to to just decide, don't wait until you do have everything that's completely broken. That as soon as you start feeling something, don't just like, oh, I could get some rest and it's better. There mm. are people who are trained that could hear the truth of your symptoms mm. early and be able to say, oh, with a headache, oh, with some itching, oh, mm. with some balance, that they can make the connection when we would have just blown it off because it's not bleeding. I mean me, I'm not saying anybody else because but, no, a lot but I think of broken it's true. bone right mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I think that's really interesting in that you've described a couple of things that, yeah, I'm not sure everybody would connect the dots can and and as far as you feel comfortable, can you share what we what you then learned was the actual issue and sort of at its worst where like where where were you then?
2: Okay. So there were a number of things, right? Mm-hmm. So I think people understand now that obesity mm-hmm. is like a thing that's going to lead to more issues. Right. So if we, if we would have worked on um, my weight and diet and mobility sooner, mm-hmm. just making sure that exercise is a regular part of my life and not the stress of running around, um, that is not getting sleep. Like I didn't mm-hmm. know did part of the importance of sleep. So I think that my what happened with me is that it just kept getting more stuff added on Mm -hmm. so first it was the um obesity then it was um like asthma or i was having difficulty breathing because i couldn't listen. Mm
1: -hmm. then my
2: my heart my endurance level was not good it was hard to like get up my oxygen levels were low Mm -hmm.
1: Then
2: with the heart then they found the valve wasn't working and then Mm -hmm. um a lung collapse, and then mm. it was um, something was happening with my brain, and they finally found the mass. And it was always this really messed up blood work. Mm. So with having to get an endocrinologist, a neurosurgeon, a neurologist, um, wow, uh, the cardiologist, pulmonologist, like they were a uh, nutritionist. Um, what's the eye one? Not the eye that gives the glasses, the other one. Whatever the one is, the doctor one.
0: Yeah.
2: Ophthalmologist, maybe? I think so. Yeah, that we had to see how much I was losing in peripheral vision. Mm. Um, So just knowing that those fields exist. And hematology, right? The blood Mm. doctor really needed to be able to say what was going on. Because at one point, my white blood count was so high that they sent me to an oncologist because they were like, these white blood count must be cancer. I was like, wow. I was like, but God. You know what I mean? It can't be all of this. And nobody was looking at what the trauma was that started it all. Mm -hmm. Like, we didn't know that there was like some spinal cord issues too because nobody looked at that. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I I can't say what was the just one thing because we kept getting more things added on. And then once, it. like I fell and I broke a bone and then I had to see an orthopedic doctor to put a plate and some screws in. And mm-hmm. um it just kept compiling. I guess I would say that. But ultimately, yeah. they removed the mask. My, I worked with a cardiologist to get well. I went from 27 medications and got has allowed me to work with you for over a hundred pound loss. Like, I think, what were we? Were we at a hundred and... It was some weight class for boxing that we lost a whole... Right, yeah, 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 yeah,
0: it was one, I believe, now correct me, wasn't it 160? <laughs> I would have in my notes, 168 was the number, and then... It was so Yeah, it was like, high. Which is, it's a super middleweight, yeah.
2: And, and remember that my percent of body fat was so high that the visceral fat was um, destroying my organs.
1: that mm. right?
2: That is what they found was the problem that was causing my heart because I had that dangerous fat that was separating the mm. organs. Like, wow. Can we have fixes with diet uh, and exercise and right. just knowing what was the length of my spine? Like, I don't know how simple it was. I don't know what the test was mm-hmm. about except that now I can speak to people who are going through diabetes issues. I can speak mm-hmm. to people who have to learn how to speak, right? Mm-hmm. I lost my ability to speak for four months. And this mm-hmm. is all while having a marriage in place that required two people. Well, mm-hmm. and the Holy Spirit, of course, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Ray's doing all the work because mm-hmm. people thought that, that we had it all together,
0: right? Right. Right, and you're and you're struggling to speak even, yeah. So, obviously, 168 pounds regaining, you know, even your facility with words. Like we obviously spoke when we were on the phone, but you were still at a point where sometimes you would lose certain words. You know, you'd say, "Oh, what's the thing that you know?" And we'd kind of fill that in. So, how do we get from there? as you as in the in our work together even how would you describe how we got from there to where we are now where you're helping people in the community you know get their finances straight and you're being a support through your church and you're doing all these things and moving around and all that um yeah talk a little bit about that process
2: so you asked me a question you said what do you want to do? Not what do you think you should do? What do other people think that you could do? Mm. And when I just sat still, I knew that I wanted whatever I did to glorify the goodness of God. I so really Mm. wanted to be able to be an example for my nieces and nephews. I wanted them to be able to see that no matter what, that there was a God that loved them so much that and thinks so much about that's really not worried about us, but concerns and loves us and cares for us that other people that don't know him Mm. would want to seek a relationship with him. And I was like, Mm. what is that going to take? How do I get back to some point where I could say, oh, Lord, what awesome things you have done in my life? You know, that everywhere mm. I look, I see a miracle performed through your presence, right? Like through study. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know those words, mm-hmm. but I really wanted it to, to be my to live experience, it. to live it. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: And and I, when, when we use, because you were very clear about that. And I remember you talking about specifically being able to help your nieces and nephews and so on. And one of the things that, I, that I've been coming to thinking about for myself, but seeing in some of the stories as people talk about dealing with different types of grief is the power of community, of of mm-hmm. connecting with people. Um, where do you think that came from for you that, you know, you, you know, a lot of people would say, <clears throat> excuse me, you had a list of your own problems that you've listed and, and I don't think anybody would have been you know, thought you anything bad if you'd said, no, I need to work on these things for me. But the inspiration, the real what do you want was always about others. It was then that you were clear about that from the first moment. What what drives that for you or what drove it for you then that you were so clear about that, if nothing else? Oh, that's such a
2: good question. And I don't know if it's Let me think. Yeah. My childhood was terrible, mm. right? Mm-hmm. But the people, like I would, yeah. People are like, oh, I want to be a kid all over again. I hated being mm. a kid. It was difficult,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and there was not anything that I could remember that was particularly enjoyable about it. Mm. Um, it was hard. And what was easy was the work, like the school work. Like I was able to finish things quickly. So mm. the sense of community around the parents who did show up for their kids. Mm. Like I could be a part of a study group, right? Or mm-hmm. um I I I knew how to like do things, um, that somebody would be able to utilize for some good so mm. somebody would want to keep me around i thought mm. if that was the reason but then i started to find that find out that there are some people who just know that everybody is worthy of love mm. that everybody is worthy of grief that everybody is worthy of an opportunity to be in relationship with an eternal father who's always going to be with them so having having those kind of surrogates around mm-hmm. to just kind of point, whether it was a professor mm-hmm. or Kim from Prep to Prep or people who didn't have to mm-hmm. but did anyway or somebody who saw me at a bus stop and I'm searching for a nickel to use it in my bus pass and they mm-hmm. give me the change, right? Mm-hmm. They, they see me reading a book that I think all of those things in combination with my dad's mother who stayed hmm. prayerful, right? Like I knew that woman prayed for me that if she was cleaning somebody's house or wiping the floor, I could sit in the corner and read a book. Right. My um, friend's mother that would say, it's okay for you to come if it's raining outside. You could be here.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so the idea of crusade. Um, but it I think that it has been big with me. And ultimately, I think the correct answer in my heart, not just like the logical mind or the experiences that I had. Mm-hmm. My heart says that there's something that's been planted in my purpose or the best designed for my good and being connected with others who could utilize whatever gift God has given me for good. And that brings me a sense of belief. Like just being able to say that comes out mm-hmm. so with flow you mm-hmm. use that word a mm-hmm. lot right mm-hmm. like the ease of it is so much better than saying oh i know how to dot every i and course every t like uh, i cringe at that instead right. that crusade for this and give it a pull back and say that this is bigger than just me and mm-hmm. what am i doing that is aligned to uh, the god's will God, how, now today i say how can i serve you at the time that i'm going through hardship? i wasn't asking that question i was asking all the wrong questions or just you know (laughs) didn't have the energy to even bother to ask questions i wasn't i wasn't seeing who i was in it so to answer your question that the sense of community has to come back to how we think about it like do i find value in the conversation with someone who's homeless someone else that's struggling do i find value in myself and mm-hmm. mm-hmm. not being concerned with measuring on like somebody else's measuring stick like am mm-hmm. i able to find the peace and joy that is available through connection with an eternal father so for me that's where i am with it today right because mm-hmm. had i not like who who else was going to be there for my nine steps who else, when i first started walking who else mm. was going to be there when um ray walked out with of his shoes just trying to get enough money to get me medicine
1: mm. right
2: i've I talked about the, the night that he was up at the hospital that he would stay awake mm. while i was asleep because they were telling him that my um i had <clears throat> a sleep apnea and i was mm-hmm. stopping breathing like over 140 times in the night mm. so he would stay awake
1: and then when sure these okay.
2: other nurses came in during the daytime, who he could relate to, then he would go to sleep because he knew that they were there in case I fell asleep. But the, he was up all night. And who came to the hospital? These two ladies would bring that we used to give a check to to um, their food pantry. That mm-hmm. when we were doing it better, we just had like a regular payment going to them. They found out that I was sick, and they rode all the way from uh, East New York, Brooklyn, to Columbia Presbyterian way uptown Mm. with cooked food, not a bag of groceries, but cooked food to bring um, for him and would stay and pray. Mm. And you know, the the other side, my dad's side of the family, they're a big praying family. And um, I think that outside of my presence that just them doing what they were called to do matters. Like it avails much that they prayed as well.
0: What was the experience for you when when those women showed up with that cooked food? Like what what? Yeah, just what was the experience for you?
2: Oh my god! So I was pleased mm-hmm. to see them. A little embarrassed that mm. um, we were in need. Mm -hmm. Right, a little prideful, perhaps, Mm -hmm. like, oh, Mm -hmm. I don't want people to see that that. we need help, Mm
1: -hmm. but
2: so grateful for the opportunity to touch and connect, to be held by someone that empathized, Mm
1: -hmm. right,
2: to experience empathy when I didn't have anything to give. There was Mm -hmm. nothing that they could have gotten from me except thank you, Mm
1: -hmm. and it was
2: sincere. So being able to be real at that time was awesome because there was no space free of judgment. It was safe. And I knew that it was going to make Ray feel satisfied. So <laughs> you know, you I wasn't read. there to cook. And yes, so I yeah. know that they could really get down. And I was so appreciative. That, do you know how long of a train ride it is? You have mm-hmm. to get from the L train, make a transfer 14th right. Street, then ride all the way up right. I knew that they went out of their way. Sure did to,
0: it. To make it work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, this relationship specifically, uh, but generally, you know, I've talked to you about how I feel about coaching and all sorts of coaching, whether I'm coaching youth sports or what have you. And I feel I do feel like it's i use the word. I feel like it's a sacred relationship. Not that I'm... And you know from working with me, I'm not necessarily, you know, preaching, you know, the gospel over here. That's fine. You know, you... I know, you know, know your Bible and so on and I grew up I definitely grew up uh the, the the son of a of a prayerful Bible Bible reading uh mother so there's some things that we can connect on uh and conceptually that you know I understand or hear I I feel like oh if I use that way of expressing it it might resonate more for you. But the relationship itself um i i've just felt has been so special and for some for me it comes back to when i try to describe it it comes back to this moment where we were you know first talking you were talking about being in bed and and all the things you described earlier and your first walk the line or you know assignment between sessions was to find your sneakers like that was it like it wasn't like oh start your workout regiment all that and i'm curious looking back now how did you feel about that being your first assignment how did you feel you know your first walk the line you know how like yeah talk let's talk about that process because you you literally traveled a re you you truly walked the line, like li- in a literal way that we're going to talk about in a moment. But I, but uh, yeah, what was it like starting out with that?
2: Okay. So, my first um, assignment with finding the sneakers was bigger than finding the sneakers, right? You, you are such a great coach in that you give instructions in a way to make me, to persuade me or the listener, right? To persuade us that. I can remove doubts from here. Like, I think, some, yeah, just sneakers. I can find sneakers. But if you were to phrase it as, can you go through them boxes of all of those clothes that you spend thousands of dollars for that you can't wear anymore, that now you're wondering why you don't have that money in the bank instead of all of this stuff? And then to put the sneakers on, knowing that you could barely get from here to there, then that might mean that I have to also mm. put on clothes that are mm. exercise clothes. And then he's going to ask me if I did the work. So if I don't find those sneakers, then we don't get to start. <laughs> 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 I understand. I hope that people understand that that is stressful, but the willingness to to feel safe and protected in a space that mm. no matter what I did, that you were going to walk with me, right mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. more importantly, that even if that was the assignment, let's just look at what was done. Did we think about it? Mm -hmm. like lots of people get to think about stuff and before people just expected me to have the right answer that they didn't realize that i had to do research that i had to read books that i had to do all of this That it was just like snap snap the answer not give credit or to all of the Mm pre-work you were willing to let pre-work be part of the assignment Mm -hmm. and to help me to see who was going in there to get the sneak in right so it wasn't me, the person who worked for this person or that person or who could just pick up this past sneaker, who is I do, who is going to get it? Who had to show up? Mm-hmm. Right, we talk about that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then, mm-hmm. who is going to benefit? Like, the mm-hmm. person who shows up, I have to connect that it's going to be a benefit to me that somebody else can't give. Nobody else was going to be able to do that walking and it benefits my heart. Mm -hmm. My mind understood that, but my coach was calm and -hmm. protective and reassuring and non-judgmental, right? Mm -hmm. Just giving me the opportunity to see the possibility of a positive result when doubt and fear and all of those things that are not of the spirit of God was showing up first
1: Mm -hmm. and not
2: even requiring me to focus back on him. You just, we're like, pick you where you at and let's look at that. And mm-hmm. then and then what I loved is that the assignment, you didn't even bother me about getting the sneakers out or where I was going to do. You were like, who was that? <laughs> 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 Today, I love that question, right? Because we get to define for ourselves that who now I don't have to be Mm-hmm. This person from yeah, This person from this place. This person from that school. That these institutions don't get credit for me. Mm-hmm. This family member who did drugs all their life. They don't get credit for me. That the Lord our God, who knew that I was able, and allowed me to accept the free gift of salvation, made it possible to see that this what this suffering was not going to be for nothing and mm. look at you right? you didn't say i had to be perfect you didn't say that there had to be a, a measure along everybody else you allowed me to mm. see what was going to be necessary for this new defined success
0: yeah, no, and, I, and that who yeah. piece, and coming back to that, was yeah, that, that's always that's always been powerful. Now you actually, now I, I shared, so I gave I gave a little bit away the 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 walk okay. and the line part. So,
1: okay.
0: I, I'd love to talk about that process because I remember, you know, it was okay. We walked to the mailbox. Okay, we walked to the corner, and <clears throat> there was a bridge. You literally had a bridge to cross, and I wonder if you could share. The, the story of when you crossed the bridge?
2: Well, I want to give you credit for getting to that point. Mm. right? Like, I don't want people to think that it went from, oh, I just told her to put on her shoes and now we're going to tell her to go across the bridge. Uh-uh. <laughs> that when you asked me who it, who I was, I didn't, you said, well, what's your favorite color? What do you know about the show? What is this? What adjectives describe you? Mm. I didn't know, and you gave me the choice and it's time to go get a thesaurus again mm-hmm. figure out a couple of words right in fact i have some of those in oh old no book. way that's why i said i went to go get the notes.
0: i love that. Right?
2: and um you told me that discipline will never deviate um, unless I feed myself better. So here's some other things you said I had in the mm-hmm. of my door. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, am I willing to go get the sneakers? So yeah, I did. And then it was like, leave them at the front door. So when you go out, you know that that's what you're gonna put on. It was, it was so hard. I had so much mm-hmm. indecisiveness about what am I gonna wear? What am I gonna do? Can I do it? Should I go back to bed? Uh, mm-hmm. All of these racing thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. All of that mattered. And then you're like, just go to the mailbox. Like, you, even when you asked me the question, you're like, what about the mailbox? But I had to turn the doorknob and open the door <laughs> and, and go, go outside mm-hmm. and take a couple of steps. I was like, <laughs> I was like, then you got to make sure that you can come back. Right. And it sounds ridiculous, but the sense nope. of the. Being with a champion, you were like, you You were like, you just it. that you could do it. I was like, you all right, you all right. <laughs> and you're like, hey, well, what are we gonna do next? I was like, hey, we celebrating right now. You were like, that's okay, we celebrated, celebrating, but we're gonna set a new goal. And then you got me to the gate. And then he was like, you know, show me some of the things you're looking at along your walk. So you got to see some of the cows. Mm -hmm. You got to see some of the people hanging clothes on their bedsheets. You got to see some of the ponds. And then Mm -hmm. we got to, are you willing to go for a walk? So you set me out for other walks first and then the bridge. So when it was time for the bridge, I didn't know if I went across. How would I get back home? Because if you park on one side, Mm -hmm. you know, that's it. It's like really over the harbor. Mm. So I had never walked that um, far before since the brain surgery and the other things. But hearing my coach say, what do you see? What's out there? What's happening right now? Mm -hmm. Oh, I love seeing these pictures and hearing that I could realign and like get rid of some of the static that I didn't have those quickening thoughts coming during mm-hmm. the walk. Now, of course, Ray walked too. He was so mm-hmm. play with me. He got plenty of exercise. Another mm-hmm. time, my father-in-law, God bless him. He walked, dad was out there. My sister-in-law, you know, Dorothy, she came. She had her baby in the stroller We'd be all out there um, at different times. And that's what I love about being a part of a bigger family that you gave me the willingness to reconnect
1: mm-hmm. and
2: they were always there just like the eternal father is always there, the hand is always out it's unchanging, thank God for the, my in-laws the, that my my in-laws have been married for a long time, they mm-hmm. never asked more of me than to love their husband, I mean love my husband mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, right. and, yeah. um, and and to just Love the Lord. So Mm -hmm. when you gave me the chance to do the walk, it was not just physical exercise. So Mm -hmm. that's why the bridge was important. And to bridge is to get from one place to the other, to connect, losing the the fear of the connection. Oh, it's so symbolic of so Mm -hmm. many things. Mm -hmm. And when we got across, Ray was like, do you want me to go back? And get the card and i come and get you I, was like, I think we could do it i was like let's go back the other way the sunset was on the other side as we walked back and um it was a really good time of being present and i hadn't experienced that in a long time i wasn't thinking about what medicine i wasn't crying even thinking about it now i am still able to get like the joy that was that. just it, that's never going to go away it wasn't just happiness that kind of comes and go mm-hmm. that is always going to be a joyful memory where you know, somebody else might just use those exercise going across the bridge they do right. come back It was like well, what was the big deal but for right. me i was like hey now yeah
0: <laughs> welcome back mo right wow, that, that was great part of that experience and observing it was amazing and and i did love getting those pictures and you know me i'm like yeah text me the pictures i want to see i want to see what's going on um that was that was great what i love about the bridge story in particular is that you made a decision okay i'm going to i can actually i can now i can actually go past what we originally set you were able to look at yourself and i think i can do it and it wasn't just like we can do it day one i'm just gonna go out and walk fly path. it was like steadily you had a you'd, you'd strengthened yourself and you really were able to look at a situation and go yeah i think i got it you've since done that in other ways um, and I'm curious because we did start out talking about your desire to, to serve and to give. You are so far now from somebody who's, you know, laying in the bed and not connecting with people and all that. You, you, you're, you're, you're serving in a number of ways. And I was wondering if you could share what some of those are, but maybe beyond that how that's playing into this connection story that you've been telling. Because I'm I'm really on this that that's the key to managing grief is connecting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, just curious about some of that work you've been doing since.
2: Mm-hmm. So I wanted to be mindful in this conversation that these victories are not the, place Like it's not the triumph, right? Mm-hmm. It's the progressive kind of ebb and flow of oh, you know, um, I got an injury or I went to I did a little too much, like to know when you could say it's more or is this that I need to drink water? acquiring the information and having to train people around to help me recognize that, although I'm still disabled. That mm. I still have utility,
1: mm. right. I may not
2: be able to do a full schedule, and that's okay. Mm. I may need to take a nap at two o'clock because that's when things happen for me, or I might need to have physical therapy or have a nurse still come to the house, right? I still have things like that that come up. Sometimes I have to go back and take classes with the endocrinologist. Mm. sometimes the my blood levels are off. If I let stress. Or if I allow people to impose their things on me and I don't Mm -hmm. set up a healthy boundary, I'll take responsibility and accountability for that. I won't say people did it to me. I say I know enough now about establishing healthy boundaries and when I don't enforce them in a a good way, I could be taken advantage of. Even people who know that I am a crusader, that Mm -hmm. I want to help people, that it can become a weakness.
1: Mm-hmm. right that yeah. someone
2: could take advantage of to get over right mm-hmm. let's just right. exploit all of the if she only could give 2 hours a week exploit it when there mm-hmm. might be i might be better utilized some other way cuz they're mm-hmm. not going to be the ones that are there when i need to sleep right. they're not going to be the ones when we have to figure out what i'm missing in my diet or if i need to have infusions or if i have to get back to the hematologist That's not them. And I still make the mistake of thinking that I have to do this bigger part. And Mm. I would like to be able to refocus and say that I'm just a vessel, that Mm. all of this is God's will. Let him have his way, that if he makes me able for this part. So, in answering your part of your question about connection, now I have to listen to the parts of the scripture that says the finger works with the hand, and mm. the hand works with this part, mm-hmm. or like the five-fold ministry, that there might be things that overlap, but they have to work together, that I cannot be in a position to think that this is some type of thing that's independent, mm. right? That I, I can't, no matter what medicine I get, no matter what they do, I cannot make myself breathe. Mm. I can hold my breath for as long as I want, but there's something about the design of this vessel that Mm. is gonna that has something else that involuntarily wants it Mm. to take the breath right Mm. so what do i have to be connected to why is the connection important because i can't do it all that i am Mm. not god i am not i am not that i am Mm. weak and in my weakness his strength will be perfected that people will hopefully be able to see that is something in the relationship to him, that he will mm-hmm. set the right people on my path. He will set the right course. And and also set the, the things that will require me to have to learn, like to sit back and not listen to those institutions that are like, oh, you're so special, you're a genius, you're this, let's suck out everything that we put in you and lead the way in the alumni fund, right? Mm-hmm. But they're not there. If I needed $40 for a prescription,
0: that's not
2: that right no right so who do i want to be connected with why is connection important if the you teaching me about being able to discern authenticity and i still need to be better at that so yes connection is important yes being able to be in a safe place where i can grow Mm -hmm. right like not just be the person that has it all together like i need to grow here that i need mm. to throw some things onto the wall and see what it what makes of it what do you mm. think about this Like, can you help me to evaluate without judgment yeah um and that's what i love about this sense of community that when people allow for grace and yeah. um to know that we all deserve mercy you know
0: yeah, absolutely. And as you describe, you know, deciding who we're going to connect to and that kind of thing, that is so much at the core of what I want. The, we align generally, but the aligned circle specifically to do, you know, we get together for the cipher, you know, and, and and people are able to just, you know, learn some, laugh some, relax some um and and you can start you start to see the 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 relationship that's forming right folk look for each other now and show up oh how have you been how have you been and you can start to feel that uh starting to happen are there are there things you look for Whether within that context, which you've been a part of from the beginning uh, or otherwise, are there things you're looking for in who you want on your team, who you want to be a part of this as you move forward?
2: So that part about, thank you for the question, because that part about the team is not necessarily everybody that applies, right? Mm -hmm. Like people could show up and want to be a part, but knowing who can be selected um, is important. Mm -hmm. And having other people, that's why you need assistant coaches, that's why you need other people that can help you take a look and determine what are the qualifications. And sometimes, things that we can't see matter too. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. as an educator, emotional intelligence is is important for grit Mm -hmm. and things like that, right? But, what do i see with the cipher oh my god that now here's a space where we could learn grow enlarge ourselves so mm-hmm. that when we improve mm-hmm. in areas where we didn't even know like we're not coming to take notes we're not coming to take a class but we come with the expectation mm-hmm. that there's something great that's going to happen of course there's going to be fantastic music right, right. of that DJ Booty, she's doing it. And she does it every time for us. Yeah. And you bring the best guests that we don't know who or what their value that they're going to bring. But we trust you that they're going to bring stuff. Oh, my goodness. What about Mama Moody? Right? What about that? (laughs)
1: That was so much
2: fun. Spectacular. Mm -hmm. I was completely laughing that i had to go on mute because i was laughing so much <laughs> i thoroughly enjoyed her
0: that's great i love and,
2: that and what about the people that you have at the beginning um dr nadine
1: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> oh i could just sit here and just hold my heart and um Atalia, the stories that these women choose to tell about wanting to be mm-hmm better in a way that better wasn't necessarily a part of the original definition. I love that they make us want to be able to take a look or to open up. Mm. And if anybody is ever wondering, if there's a space where I could grow in areas where I didn't even know what to ask, just come and enjoy it, that you'll Mm. come away with something that um it's just fantastic and we all bring value right like it doesn't matter what level you want it I think that one time somebody had asked me well why am I here that I don't have this I don't have that I was like you're here because it's designed for all of us Mm -hmm. no matter who you are what point in your life you're at that by the time you hang up we're gonna be like you know I needed that yeah and Uh even if you can't describe it I I well I love
0: how much you've enjoyed it. That is that is great. And and very much what I've wanted it to be, because I do think that's the one that again I'll say it's what keeps standing out to me is that when I've been in the moments of my life that I felt were most marked by grief, I was most likely to feel disconnected and to disconnect. And and I think that's what we have to be mindful of. And even when I think about things like funerals or, you know, what have you, I think there are these things that have built up over time that allow for us to reconnect a little bit in those moments. And that's right, because there's I think there's some there's some real strength in that. I, I guess I wonder from here what you see for you for yourself what you see for the people with whom you're connecting like as you're you know like we said you know you you walk to the mailbox i'm like oh can we make it to the gate so i guess you know what's the what's the gate or the bridge at this point for you
2: i don't want to i want to be able to answer your question but i Mm -hmm. don't want to leave out how important team is
1: Mm. right
2: like who is going to say yes to mm-hmm. you, and who do you say yes to,
1: mm-hmm. right?
2: I know that we don't want to. I don't. I'm not gonna say that. Uh, I don't want to be in a position mm-hmm. where time or resources are wasted. Yes. So anyone at this point that has a value for time that we can't get back, like it's one of our resources that just is, um, mm-hmm. comes as it comes, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you get it a day at a time, great. Um, if you get a moment by moment, great. Mm -hmm. But what about the resources too? Like, you know, stewardship. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. what do I see? I just see that there has to be some value in my waking hours. There also has to be value in my rest. Mm
1: -hmm. There
2: has to rest is a verb. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There Mm
1: -hmm. There
2: has to be value in the time with the people I treasure right and that they have time to treasure their folks too so information helps i think that's what i really am put here for that because i was able to gather so much information i don't really work at any of this because the my my work is done by the holy spirit Mm
1: -hmm. He,
2: he helps me to to make me able because there's days when my work is to sleep Mm-hmm. That I have to assign sleep, and we've learned that, right? That mm-hmm. we've learned that if I don't sleep, that that cortisol level is going to start me on a path that can kill me. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm not saying that as a joke. That no, no, me mm-hmm. that. That's the first thing that my blood work has to get done. Where is my cortisol level? That for mm-hmm. other people might be, oh, it's not a big deal. That's the first one that we have to look at. Mm-hmm. And I have to watch my oxygen levels. So mm-hmm. people who are not going to value that or if I don't give it its proper attention,
1: mm-hmm. I
2: can't do anything because I'll be back on my back. Like mm-hmm. I still have uh, uh, these debilitating things. At these days, my pain is so bad that the only thing that gets me up is knowing that there's someone counting on me to sit and pray with them. Mm. And I'm like, all right, if they're willing to let me lay down and do it like this on the phone, get me <laughs> like this. or if they say, do you have this information? I'm like, oh, can you go to the library? It's on a second shelf. I was over there two weeks ago. If you ask the lady, she'll tell you that, you know, the lady with the ponytail, she came in and this mm. is the book she was working on. If you just go get it. Yeah. so yeah. I think that that's where I am I think that I'm realistic and knowing what my physical limitations are mm-hmm. but my belief that God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all things so and for my good and he could deliver me from anything if I'm willing to stand on his promises as truth for me then that's it that I want him to be able to say well done so I can't concretely contextualize hey here's example on one here's going on number two here's what i want for these people you know mm. what i want i want them to have the peace and joy that will allow them to have a life abundantly it's not how many cars they could drive it's not you know you know if they could pay their light bill for a year can they do some of the things that you've helped me to be able to do or at least Think about them. Like mm-hmm. I didn't know that there was about this much value in being able to spend time thinking. And I'm like, look at these corporations. They are here with all research and development teams. They research first millions of dollars and then develop the people into what mm-hmm. they want before they even do sales and marketing. I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, now, <laughs> right? We right. need we, that for ourselves. So yeah, that's yeah, we, what my my hope is to get better to get better at that even in my physical weakness, that today mm. you see this, but 10 minutes from now, you know, I might be back using um, the walking sticks because mm. I keep them near. Like, mm. I know at some point I'm going to need to rely on support. But isn't that great that I mm. have a resource available yeah. that can help me to continue? So that's what I was thinking.
0: And, all, and, you know, this moment isn't that moment, right? So you walk now, and when you need the walking stick, you'll, you'll, you'll leverage that. Um, I want to thank you, um, one, for being a guest today. I think that, uh, I just think your story is, is such an inspiration. You know, I've gone, you know, when I've gone places and told people, you know, this has been used to lose 168 pounds and there's so much more to the story, you know, but people always go, what, you know, like that's one of the ones where people are like, oh, okay, maybe we'll listen to this guy, you know? and Um, but I want to thank you for a couple of things just for who you've been in, in, in my life and people like, seriously, like I was 12 years old going to this school that was unlike any place I had ever spent any serious amount of time. And I really do appreciate how I was embraced, but in this new version of our relationship, you've always been such, um, a believer. Like I guess I'll use it that way in terms of a line. And you've brought other people to this, um, introduced it to them, introduced them to me. Um, and and I feel like there's just been this sense front that I've gotten from you that you you believe in what we're doing here. And and it just it I don't know that I have the right word. Overjoyed is in the vicinity of how I feel when you telling me stories, you know, when you're telling me the work you're doing at the church and you're telling me the work you're doing to help people and and you're you're sharing about your relationship with Ray and the things you're doing and and you're at the library doing this. And and uh, to remember that, yeah, there was a time where getting to the mailbox was an aspirational goal, but we but we did it and we built, you know, brick by brick and we got there. So I, I'm just so thankful for you and and the work that you're doing and just look forward to continuing the work together. Um yeah, in a, in, in an interesting way, I, I I help myself out too because there have been a few occasions, more than a few along the way, where you have um been a real support, um, prayed over me and and all this and, and I I I appreciate it. I really, really do.
2: I'm thankful for a new perspective that it has helped me to enlarge because look at the safe space in which I can learn and grow and connect with people who authentically want to see better
1: mm-hmm.
2: in everyone. Not mm-hmm. see them as compared to this one or that one. That um that, and 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 no matter where we start along the way, whatever yeah. the point is where we're starting, that it's okay. Let's just identify it and uh, see where, see where the, yeah. and how, Let's, you know, yeah. but I thank you too. I, 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 I thank you too, that this is definitely an opportunity where more people I think will have the opportunity to benefit because of what you created. And there's nothing that has been lost on me in this Um Mm. My family, my family, my household mm. and those I treasure, I know have benefited from you. And mm. we all thank you. We all thank you, sir. We thank you. All
0: right. Well, I'm gonna leave it right there. Thanks so much. Big hug. We'll talk soon. We'll see you. We'll see each other at the cipher. And uh take take good care, Mo. Really appreciate you. Take care.
2: All right, you too. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye
0: all right, y'all, you know what time it is. It's time to walk the line. And here it is. Extend a hand. See, one thing that struck me in my conversation with Mo, and again, I thank Monique Thomas for for being a guest and sharing her story. And man, it's so inspiring. We didn't even tell you about her finishing the 5K. That was bananas. But one of the things that struck me about it is I talked about how good she was to me when I got to Polly and then we talked about the work we did together and I, I had something I thought could help. And then she is then showing other people how to use the Align methodology or bringing them my way so that we can work on some things together. And it struck me that that image of her, she extends a hand out, you know, to those ahead of her, she also extends a hand out to those behind her, I thought, man, that, that is really something, that really hits me, and, uh, I just think, extend a hand, maybe somebody is in need of your help, but also maybe you're in need of help. But I think when we get into the habit of creating community, and speaking of which, come check us out at We Align. That's a place where extending your hand in either case is uh, encouraged and rewarded. But get in the habit of extending a hand. I deeply, deeply believe that that sense of community, that ability to reach out and help, or to reach out and say you need help, is at the core of overcoming managing, of of living through, of navigating grief. And I want to see us do that. There's a lot of grief in the world these days. And I want to see us learn how to get through it. And I believe that has to be together. So extend a hand. Anyway, until the next time, I want you all to join us? at we align. Come on into the community. We're gonna be doing some new things. We have another virtual conference in January for Wanna Be starting something. You'll be seeing more information on that on social media and on our sites. Uh, you can join us on the Facebook page. You can check us out on Instagram, TikTok. Basically, where you at? We'll come find you. And until the next time. We gon' get unstuck. We gon' be unstuck. We gon' live unstuck. Unstuck as fuck.